For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Good morning and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I am Michael Stelzner, and my co-host today is Eric Fisher. Kimberly Reynolds is in the control room. Jeff C. is handling simulcasts on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and possibly even LinkedIn. And Grace Duffy is our show producer. This is the show for marketers wondering what in the world just happened this week. And it's one of those what in the world just happened this week. Weeks. It really is. We cover the news that broke literally in the last few days. We bring you the experts. We break it down. We help you make sense out of whether you should pursue, avoid, go after, delay, dot, dot, dot. This show is made possible by Social Media Marketing World. It is the conference that you probably have heard of and you know you want to go to. So get off the fence and join us at smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. Major sale ending on Friday, August the 11th. On today's show, we've got a doozy of a show. We are going to explore Facebook Watch, which is Facebook's television solution. And trust me, you're going to want to pay attention to what I'm going to be sharing with you guys. We're also going to be talking about YouTube mobile share and chat with Amy Schmittauer. She'll also be commenting on what she thinks about what's going on with the Facebook television solution. We're going to talk about Facebook Live for Stories Eric Fisher is going to add a lot of commentary on that. And we've got a lot of news this week, you guys. So much news, it's not even funny. Big news. It's a big news week, as my news team said. Check out our weekly calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. If you like this show, do me a favor. Please share it if you're watching it live. And if you're listening to the podcast, we would love it if you subscribe to never miss a future episode. Let your friends know about it. Um, and with that... We're going to move on to the show, and in the very first segment, I'm going to go ahead and share a screen with you guys, and we're going to talk about something that I believe, frankly, is the biggest initiative that Facebook as a corporation has ever decided to tackle. It's bigger than virtual reality. It's bigger than Oculus Rift. It is a huge disruptor. It's known as Facebook Watch. It is literally... Uh, stage 0.01 of a monster initiative that I believe Facebook is underway on. And I believe that Facebook's mission is to disrupt many different industries with this technology. One of them being cable and satellite television. The other one being streaming content like Netflix and Amazon video. And the third one being YouTube and Google. I believe that if there is a company on the planet that is capable of radically disrupting all of these industries, this is the company. Two billion active subscribers, larger than most of the top media companies combined. This is big deal, and I'm going to spell it out 
And it's also a very big opportunity for marketers and creators. So if you are a marketer or you are a creator, you're going to want to pay a lot of attention to this because this represents a huge opportunity for all of us. Okay, so first and foremost, I'm going to describe some of the language that Facebook has used in their announcement. I'm going to break down what this language actually means because I'm going to tell you all these words are carefully chosen. Some of them send hints and signals. And um, here is the first thing you need to know. Facebook, their headline on their announcement says, Introducing Watch, a new platform for shows on Facebook. A new platform for shows on Facebook. Whenever Mark Zuckerberg or anyone from Facebook uses the word platform, it means something much larger than you think. They refer to Messenger as a platform. Okay, so this is not a feature. This is a platform. So you need to wrap your head around what that could mean. Here's something else that they said in their release. They say, quote, we've learned that people like the serendipity of discovering videos in newsfeed, but they also want a dedicated place they can go to watch videos. A dedicated place they can go to watch videos. A platform, a dedicated place they can go to watch videos. One of the things that those of us that are creators have complained about for a long time is discoverability of videos on Facebook is not very good. In our personal profiles, there hasn't been a really good way for us to put playlists together to easily show episodic content. It's sucked. This is changing. In addition... They say that the video tab was the very beginning. And for those of you that don't know what the video tab is, if you open up Facebook, depending on if you're on Android or you're on an iPhone, there's, there's been this little play thing that's where the videos have, have lived. That was the beginning of it. And what the watch tab is the next step. And if you look at the picture right here, it may be hard for you to see, and I'll describe it for those not watching. You'll see what looks like a television with a play button in it. Isn't that the best way to describe what that icon is? Yeah, that, that's exactly what that icon is, is. It's a TV with a play button on it. The old one used to be not a television, but actually just a circle with a play button in it, much like the YouTube logo. So the mm-hmm. difference between this one is it shows a stand on top of like what looks like a television, okay? So that is a signal. This is why a lot of people like me are just simply calling this Facebook TV. So here's the deal. The new platform contains already original episodic content. Think of podcasts, but for video. Those of you that listen to podcasts know that there's episodes and they come out consistently on a regular basis. This is kind of the same concept, except it's for video and live video. Okay, so inside of Watch will live video and live video. And here's what Facebook says about the platform. Quote, and this is very important, listen to this. Watch is a platform for all creators and publishers. Notice they didn't say some, they said all creators and publishers to find an audience, build a community of passionate fans, and earn money for their work. We think a wide variety of Facebook shows can be successful. So I'm going to get into the programming that they've already committed to in just a little bit here. But um, this new thing is going, it works on the Facebook mobile, 
Facebook desktop, and the Facebook television apps. Now, here's what we know. It's rolling out first in the United States, and they have told us that there is a limited number of people that are getting access to it right now because they probably are, they don't want to break it, you know? So um, uh, Facebook just updated their app literally like yesterday, right, Eric? Um, And neither Eric nor I have this feature yet. Yeah. If any of you do have this feature, would you let us know in the comment section, say, I have watch, because we would love to know if some of you have it because it's not readily apparent who as a consumer is able to actually have this yet. But here's what we're going to do. Um, um, we're going to, we're going to talk about what this, this screen share of, of that we have here in just a second. But, but as you watch each show, other people's comments and reactions are going to populate just like they do with live videos, by the way. And so let's now spend a few minutes actually taking a look at these screenshots right here. And I'm going to go ahead and just uh, pull up a copy on my end here so I can see it a little better. Okay. So on the left, we have what this watch thing looks like. And the way it looks is when you click on it, you have two tabs, one that says discover and one that says watch list. And frankly, it looks a little bit like YouTube. At the top of the screen, you have a show like here's one with Mike Rowe and it says returning the favor season one, episode two, operation combat bike saver. It shows that it's 18 minutes and 54 seconds. Uh, below this, it says today's spotlight. It's showing a major league baseball game um, that is live. And then it's also showing another uh, episodic show called Bay and Bale, which is seven minutes and 28 seconds. Okay. So in this discover category, it's almost like the iTunes. Don't you think, Eric? It's almost like iTunes a little bit. Yeah. For, and if you've ever played with the Hulu app on mobile, it looks a lot like that as well, where you're, you know, you've got your discover, you've got your watch list and your latest episodes, episodes that you want to watch later, all of that stuff. It's like the, it's like a mixture of that with that iTunes uh, app. Now, um, there is two options. One is discover and one is called watch list. So having read up on this a little bit, when you find a show that you want to watch, you can stick it on your watch list. This is much like wanting to record a television show when you're, you're on television and you can mm-hmm. say record the series. The watch list stores the episodes that you want to watch later. And you can check out the latest episodes. You can check out uh, the saved episodes. And what's interesting is you can also follow uh, episodic content. So if there's a show here, like there's one called The Great Cheese Hunt, and you you can follow that. And when you follow a show, it's much like a page for a company except this is for the show itself. So if we go over to the third photograph here, this is actually what it looks like to watch a show. And we can see that, um, or to, to, to go to a show page, I'm sorry. We see a picture of a dog at the top. We see that this is called uh, Comeback Kids Animal Edition. And we can see that there's different tabs, info, comments, and up next. You can see the different uh, episodes. You can see how many comments how many shares and how many views there have been on that episode. You can even see a LinkedIn, I'm sorry, a linked group. So in this case, they're showing Rescue Pet Parents, which has 21,000 members, is linked to this television show on Facebook called Comeback Kids Animal Edition. Um, Eric, what's some of the commentary we're getting um, on this so far? Or your thoughts? Yeah, so... Uh, people are excited about this. They want it. Uh, there's actually some people here in our audience that have it. So oh, that's wow. pretty, 
that's pretty hopeful for me because one of them is about an hour away from me. So location wise, that's pretty cool for, for, for me myself. Um, I think the thing that when Jeff and I went live the other day and we're going to get into the programming a little bit in a little bit, but the idea that you clarified that, uh, that it's for all creators is also a very hopeful statement and confirms that this isn't good. I mean, it, it looks like from the get go, it's just these, ma- not just major people, but like the people with the big pockets. Right. And then there's the people that are, you know, professional YouTube creators. And then there's just us marketers who can scrape some stuff together and we're going to all get chance. So that's good. Okay. So here's the deal. Let's talk about the creators that are already part of this. This is absolutely fascinating, you guys. So um, there are, um, well, first of all, we know that uh, we covered on the show a couple of months back that Facebook was investing to the tune of $3 million per episode into episodic television content coming for Facebook. So we knew this was coming. Okay. And um, Facebook has already uh, stated publicly this week that they are funding some shows to help seed the ecosystem, okay? And um, when there's a new episode of a show, Facebook says that they will inform the show's followers and the episode will automatically appear in their watch list in watch. So what does that mean, inform their followers? I think what that means is the world notification will pop up and it will say, hey, there's a new episode of Safari Live that just broke. And then, of course, you know where to find it. You would go under your watch um, section inside of uh, 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 well, whatever they're calling that thing. You know, you would go into that section where those your, mm-hmm. your watch list is what they're calling it. Now, here's how they're going to actually uh, make money on this thing. Facebook is going to allow creators to monetize their shows through quote unquote ad breaks. So an ad break is a concept that Facebook has been testing with certain creators at the live video level. And the way the ad breaks work is literally someone pushes a button when they're live and then a commercial of as little as 10 seconds, I think to as much as 30 seconds would go right into that show. Excuse me. So these ad breaks we don't totally understand how they're going to work, but these ad breaks are going to be a shared monetization with the creator. And this is what Facebook has revealed to us. In addition, Facebook said that branded shows are welcome as long as they disclose the branded content tag. So what that means is that you could work with a brand as a creator and create content or um pitch content inside of your show and do brand deals, which is as they're often referred to in the YouTube community. You just have to use that branded tag just like you do on pages. Now, here's what I know. I know the only person that I know that actually has a show slated is Guy Kawasaki. I also know that he is under non-disclosure, so he cannot disclose anything about that show. But we have heard that it's a high production show and it's going to look really awesome. I also know that there is a huge amount of shows coming. And Facebook said that they aim to have several hundred shows in its new watch platform at launch. Several hundred shows. Uh, One of them is Mike Rowe. We already mentioned returning the favor. He's the guy from Dirty Jobs. And that's going to be a show that explores the theme of community and giving back. Uh, Tastemades has something called Kitchen Life. It's a kid's cooking show. Time Incorporated has real uh, celeb moms get real. A look at how stars, uh, a look look at uh, stars who happen to be parents. The NBA has WNBA All Access, which aims to give behind the scenes to uh, WNBA stars. National Geographic is doing something called We're Wired That Way, which is a science show about how humans tick. 
I already mentioned Major League Baseball is going to be doing um, uh, blackout-free Major League Baseball games every Friday night. David Lopez has got My Social Media Life, a reality TV show about social media him. Uh, Britton Co. is doing Tiny Houses, a show about tiny houses. <laughs> Condé Nast is also doing virtual dating, a show uh, that has couples dating in virtual reality. So you guys are beginning to understand like Facebook has already lined up very high profile media entities to produce content and also higher profile personalities to quote unquote seed the system to make it so that it's not just any content, but it's really, really, really good content. They also have lined up a lot of YouTube stars that are very well known that they've not yet disclosed. But I know that there are major YouTube stars. And you got to understand, a lot of these YouTube celebrities are used to operating on almost no budget at all. And if Facebook is funding some of these initiatives, the creativity that these guys are going to be able to do on Facebook could be humongous. Now, here's where it gets interesting. We have discovered that there is an application process to try to get your show in. But we've also heard from friends who have friends inside of Facebook that it's unlikely that any shows will be accepted uh, through the rest of 2017 because I'm sure the demand is off the charts. But I just want to let you guys know, we will have the link in the show notes at Social Media Examiner uh, um, and uh, Eric can tell you how to find those show notes. But I'm going to tell you guys some of the categories that they are already asking for people to produce content in. Animals, animation, Art, beauty and fashion, comedy, dance, DIY, which is do-it-yourself, education, family and kids, fitness, food, gaming, lifestyle, music, nature, news, politics, relationships, science and tech, sports, stunts, talk shows and podcasts, travels, vlogs. (laughs) What do you think about this, Eric? Gosh. It's like they're basically trying to get everything. Any any possible channel that you can think of that's on your cable, they're trying to cover that as well as everything that's popular on the web. Yeah. So, so you guys, I mean, like I said at the top of the show, this is not this is not something to overlook. This is huge, okay? This is just the very first steps of a monster initiative that Facebook is trying to disrupt many, many industries. Clearly, if you look at who they're working with, the kind of financial investments they're making, you can see that this is going to be potentially for all of us. So um, what should you do about this? I think the first thing you should do is just start thinking to yourself, should I start creating episodic regular content in some capacity, live or otherwise? And... um, And you should also be okay with the fact that someday this will open to everyone because Facebook said those exact words. So don't get in too much of a concern if you don't get accepted in the beginning. Because one thing we know about Facebook is what, Eric? What did we learn about live video? Uh, That they're going all in on it. They're saying they started with just celebrities, though, right? Yeah, and they always start big, and then they open the gates a little bit more over time. So I don't know. Give me give me your 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 uh, thoughts on this, Eric. Yeah. I, well, I have two thoughts. One, can we all we are all spending so much time on Facebook as it is? Can you imagine getting a notification that one of your favorite shows has a brand new episode inside of Facebook, and how distracting that's going to be, and how awesome it is for the people that are creating those episodes? That how many instant views are they going to get on those things? That's that's crazy. Like. That's my first thought. Well, and the, um, the other thing is, let's be ahead. clear. This is not, they're creating original content. So this is not really meant to be like, um, this is not meant to be 
you know, like uh, watch real regular television. This is like, hey, watch something that you can't get anywhere else. And by the way, Amy yes. Schmittauer is joining us. Amy, give us your thoughts on this. What do you think about all this? Well, it's really exciting. Thanks for having me, by the way. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this because anytime video continues to grow on all these platforms, it's good news for video creators. Obviously, I mean, I don't know how um, anybody could see anything else other than this is clearly the missing link up to this point for Facebook to start to pull some really powerful talent from YouTube and how they're able to generate revenue over there. The, the missing component has been, you know, if you are going to compel us, big influencers, I'm not really including myself, but we're talking about the million subscriber channels on YouTube that really haven't had a reason to leave the platform because of how they make money on ads and are able to work on brand deals. Facebook hasn't really had that medium where you can assist them in making a natural transition to another place and still be able to drive revenue the way that you have and continue to find new ways to do that. So to me, this is a very clear opportunity for them to seal that deal, which they've really wanted for some time, ever since YouTubers have been knocking at Facebook's door saying, stop letting people rip off my stuff from YouTube and posting it on your network because that's not cool with me. I'm losing money. And so I think they've, they have been trying to work with those creators and then also leverage the opportunity to get them to think about moving to another place. And um, I, I think it's great news for choices as a creator and also a great testament to consistency. I mean, clearly you can't just pop onto this network and have one episode, even when they do open the floodgates. Uh, you've really got to have a, a show. And it's interesting to see how you're going to have to display that, prove that. And those categories you read off are just YouTube categories. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, folks, uh, if you don't know who Amy is, she's the author of vlog, like, uh, wait, vlog, wait, what, what is it again? <laughs> I should know vlog this. Vlog like a boss. Yeah. Vlog like a boss. I almost <laughs> said vlog like a talk. Um, she's the author of vlog like a boss. She is a video creator expert. Uh, she has a big following over on YouTube and, um, I wanted to bring her on the show to comment on this, but also to talk about some of the YouTube news. Um, the one thing that I want to say is I think this is healthy competition. I think this is going to force YouTube to up their game a little bit. Don't you think? I do. But the other thing is this, a lot of people discount what YouTube does really, really well, because if they haven't experienced it or seen it themselves, then they don't even really know it exists. But YouTube has empower, has been empowering their creators for a long time. True. They have YouTube education channels. As a matter of fact, I'm working with them now on a potential um, opportunity to appear in that series for to be an expert in that way of, you can learn the basics of YouTube, but there are things you can go to the next level with to really produce a show and be successful. And they have things like the Next Up Camp and things like this. If you have started something and you can prove you've gained some traction, YouTube wants to elevate you to go further, get better. And the way that they support their creators has been unprecedented across the board in any social network. So because of that, there's it can be a little hard to knock down YouTube's door sometimes, but they do offer a lot of that. And so Facebook is the complete opposite at this point. They're making something to perfection. YouTube right. has never been something to perfection. Right. They're making something to perfection. They're only letting a couple people in. And then if you're in, you're, you know, you're 100%, you're in the in crowd, but right. there's, there's just a little bit more scrappiness and that gives people more of an education and YouTube just continues to lift up their creators. So there's, there's something there. YouTube, of course, has to step up their game. We're definitely going to be talking about the fact that 
clearly Facebook has a massive upper hand here because of the social aspect. And this is where I've gotten a lot of conversation with people before of YouTube doesn't give me views the way Facebook just lays them out if I upload a video natively to their platform. And I remind people that you forget how long you've been nurturing relationships, liking baby photos and commenting on people's stuff that you've earned the right to get some traction on some videos once you've uploaded. So there's a couple of things going on here that are fundamentally different about both of them, but the diversity, the options that people have, it's really exciting for awesome any creator. Any so creator. Um, I want to let everybody know there's a lot of people listening right now that want to be creators, want to be video creators and like see this as a great opportunity to jump in. And one good place to go to learn and be surrounded by creators is at Social Media Marketing World. We have an entire creator ticket. Um, We're actively recruiting creator talent on how to create and monetize content. Amy is some of that talent that's going to be there. So I would strongly encourage you that if you're thinking this is my opportunity to become a video creator, regardless of the platform, um, that you would please check out Social Media Marketing World because we are really, really um, trying to develop something just for those kinds of people. And you can check it out at smmw18.com. So uh, back to YouTube, Amy. Um, finally, you know, the big advantage to Facebook has always been the share and now YouTube seems to be doing some stuff that is getting a little closer. So I'm going to go ahead and, and make this screen a little bit bigger and Eric, go ahead and play that sucker and maybe tell us what the news is here, uh, specifically on mobile share and chat on YouTube. So we've had some inkling of, of announcements and things from YouTube over the last year that they are trying to get better about the social aspect of things. Because as much as it is a no-brainer for a lot of people who are looking for a video, find something entertaining, and want to share a YouTube video, they can. YouTube hasn't really been as active about how you can potentially do that within their platform because... A lot of people, especially with the failing of Google+, don't necessarily look at YouTube and Google as their go-to social platform where they share content. So clearly, this is um, this shareable chat that is built into YouTube directly, especially this mobile app here, gives you sort of a, a feel of Facebook Messenger and YouTube in one, where you're able to be in a video experience, if you're watching it on YouTube, click the share button and invite some of your contacts, people that you've invited to share share videos with um, into a chat. You can have multiple people in this chat. If one already exists, you can add more people and you can watch these videos together. You can add more videos to the chat. It really is a nice experience. I would compare it very, very heavily to Facebook Messenger, but it's actually in the YouTube app, which is a plus for them in adjusting the way people think about sharing video on YouTube. Because YouTube cares about watch time, which means keeping people on YouTube. If they get distracted, take that link to a video and go share it someplace else, you start to lose people. So this is an upside for YouTube to get more social, but also for people to actually not have to do as much work to share a video with people that they know. And what we're looking at here is the ability to share a video with a connection on YouTube and have it That's pop right. up almost like a, like a text message on your phone. Yeah. And the, and I went through the steps of this and I invited my team at Aftermark into one group chat. And essentially, if you want to add a contact, you can basically just send your ad link to people. So if you can send it in a text message or really anywhere else, I actually thought it would be interesting to share your link on Twitter or Facebook or something and say, hey, if anybody wants to join a chat with me, I'll let you know when my video comes out. And it's a little bit of a more intimate experience that way, but kind of interesting 
that lets you know in a YouTube notification that Vincenzo accepted your request to share video in YouTube. And then they're going to be there as one of those first people that you can share video with regularly. So for the average user, you can really have your close friends, your colleagues, people that you typically share videos with on a regular basis right there at the top. The still, still the one thing that is not, you know, um, the problem is I don't think a lot of people use YouTube as a social network as much as a watching platform and they don't have a lot of contacts inside of there, do they? That's right. And so from an average user perspective, you don't think of YouTube as a social network, even though it is very socially driven, likes and comments drive a video just as much as they would on Facebook as they do YouTube. But a lot of people are hiding behind a little bit of a different moniker than they normally would on a Facebook or a Twitter where their name is displayed and things like that. So there's a huge fundamental shift here in how people think about how they interact on YouTube. But um, this is definitely a step in that direction where your name and your face are tied to this chat and therefore your channel or your YouTube login so that it does become more of a social role for you. And this now appears as a chat in your activity tab in the YouTube app, which some other things are going on as well in there, including, you know, other uploads that are happening that you want to see. But then it becomes more of a social network similar to a Facebook notification bar and all the things you've been interacting with. Cool. Um, There's been some updates on some of the monetization rules that have recently been announced. Can you kind of Mm -hmm. clarify that for folks? Yeah, you know, YouTube's just gotten into a little bit of a tough spot right now with monetization because there's a lot of situations where creators who are going a little bit rogue with their content, brands are having a hard time justifying advertising next to their name or as a part of their name with the AdSense and and partner program. Um, And so YouTube, I think, is trying to make all parties happy with that in that any creator should be able to, if they are in good standing, make money. But it's a matter of how if the brands want to lay out certain guidelines. So essentially, the idea is that they're trying to make it more obvious to creators how their videos are being monetized. The biggest change here is if a video is not able to be a part of the usual ad revenue program, but it can be monetized with YouTube Red revenue. So YouTube Red is when people pay a monthly fee in order to skip ads. So that's a $10 a month fee or so that an average viewer pays. And so the creators that are being watched through red revenue can still make money on that. And there's just a new emblem that basically displays, you know, this video is being monetized with a yellow, not green icon because you are making money with red, but this is not going to be appropriate for a lot of the brands who fund this sort of AdSense program. So really trying to just make this a little bit easier for creators to understand because it's very hard to email YouTube and say, why did you demonetize this video? What was inappropriate about it? I'm trying to contest it. And they're trying to work through a lot of that. But in the meantime, at least giving something a little bit more scalable to answer some questions right off the bat if something is not qualified for monetization in full. So if I could translate that, there are some advertisers that do not um, want their ads associated with certain kinds of videos. And as a result, it is creating some pushback from the advertisers is really what I hear you saying. And as a result of that, YouTube is trying to clarify, you know, whether certain kinds of extreme forms of video should be monetizable or if they are monetizable. I mean, that's that's kind of what I hear. And there are some people uh, screaming, you know, 
censorship and all this other kind of junk. And it's obviously a little bit of a battle going on in the YouTube community. I just heard about this when I was at uh, another conference recently. So Amy, uh, thank you, first of all, so much for coming on and sharing with us your insights and wisdom. Tell everybody where they can find you and all the cool stuff you got going on. Oh, just head over to vloglikeaboss.com. That's pretty self-explanatory. And pick up her book, folks. If you're thinking about becoming a video blogger or a video creator at all, Amy has written a great book. It's only been out for a couple of months, right, Amy? Yep, January 31st. So, yep, Awesome. Just a little bit. Yeah. All right, Amy. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch Thanks you next time. Thanks for having time. me. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, guys. We are now going to move into the next piece of the news, which is Facebook Live coming to stories. What? Talk to me about yeah. this. Yeah. So this rolled out uh, last week, and it was first noticed uh, on, on our team, at least, by Jeff C. And then I went to test it, and then you saw me testing it. And so we went back and forth, and it was a pretty interesting discovery. So on the face of it, essentially, you can go live now in Facebook stories like you used to be able to only do in Instagram stories and there's some similarities, there's some differences, we can break those down. But essentially, how you get to this and what it looks like is you go to your Facebook mobile app, it is mobile only, and it is iOS and Android. Uh, I've got confirmation from both sides of the fence on that. And what happens is, is you go into the Facebook camera. So that is where you launch stories, you do Facebook stories regularly. By the way, we should and just clarify the camera is the uh, typically the thing in the very upper left hand corner. Yes. It's not the same as like uploading a picture or anything. Right, exactly. It's not it's not the, you know, your Facebook camera when you're creating a photo post. It's the Facebook camera that they rolled out as this, you know, Facebook stories launching app. And when you go into the Facebook camera at the top, some people have a GIF. I don't the, – the GIF setting. I don't have that. We talked about that weeks ago. Do we have a screenshot, by the have, way, showing this or no? Uh, we've got – let me see here. I thought we did. So, so you go in – yeah, you go in and – when, when you are live in there, the good news is you will see typically in the past it would have said like – uh, GIF and it would have said like, I don't know what else, yeah. what else it said. I'll look it up while yeah. we're talking, but keep going. When you go in there and you go live or when you go in there into Facebook camera at the top of the screen, there is a, a, a regular and then there is a live. Yep. It says, and, it says live, normal and GIF and you can almost yes. miss it. Like, cause when you first pull up the camera, it's stuck on normal and then there's just a little word live and you have to swipe to the, to the right to get to live. Yeah, you, so you swipe to the left or the right, whichever it is, and then you go and, and it once it signifies live, uh, it then gives you some options. And the options are that either you go public, uh, it, it gives you two different options, one post and story or just story, which I'll explain in a second. But before that, it gives you the option to do privacy settings where you go public because a few weeks ago they switched it to where your stories are now able to be viewed as public. Hey, Eric, you can now real change quick, that here too. Real quick. Doesn't this Facebook post that we're showing here on the screen have like an album and you just hover over it and we can go through those pictures inside that album. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, once you go live or well, before you go live, you select, um, your, your, your visibility, whether you're public or just friends or friends minus a certain person, if you don't want them to see you go live, you have that option, by the way. Uh, and then as far as post and story or story only, post and story 
will send your live out as a regular live in the news feed as well as into your Facebook story at the top of the uh, uh, app newsfeed. So and what I'm talking about is anybody who's familiar with uh, Instagram stories and you're, Insta- and you're in Instagram, at the top of the app, there's those round bubbles with the faces in it. And it will show that you are live. So, for example, when you were live, I was able to see on my phone – uh, it said Michael, and it was red uh, lining around it, and it even had motion uh, of your face behind the little live button. So it was like, oh, he's he's actually sitting there talking. What's going on? And it made me want to click in and find out what you were talking about. And so this is a way for people – and no, and, and everybody keeps asking this. It's not for pages yet. It, f- follow the patterns that Facebook has always done. It's celebrities, then it's uh, – People, verified people, and then it's it's profiles, and then it's pages. I don't know if pages will even get this. But um, this is that prime real estate at the very top of the iOS and Android apps that as soon as you open it, you can see who's live, and you can tap in there and start to uh, see what they're doing. Now, Eric, while, w- you're, while you're talking, just do me a favor, and let's cycle through these pictures real quick because I yes. think we should narrate some of the stuff that we see here. So, yeah. um, so here's so the deal. So you went, you went live, and then there were certain notifications. So, yeah, so, so let's talk about that. So first of all, yeah, um, go ahead and speak to this one. You, you briefly mentioned this one, but go ahead and clarify what we're looking at right here. Just So, so there are two types of notifications that go on. One is uh, I got a notification that just said Michael Stelzner is live now. And that's the standard I've subscribed to Michael stand, uh, Michael standard, Michael Stelzner. As he goes live, every time you go live, I get a notification, the world notification. That's what that is. But there's an, uh, another layer to that, that inside of you going live on stories, you can select through a tab to send out a notification that you're going live in stories. And People that weren't even on Facebook on their phone were getting no, were coming into your live and saying, yeah. "I got a notification from Facebook that you were live." Yeah, let me just clarify this. I like what we're looking at here is we're looking at a little picture of me being live that Eric so two different notifications together, and one of them shows literally a mini version of me live with uh, me talking and the word "live" over the top of me. But we had some people say, I was just, my phone was sitting next to me and it blurped and it said, hey, Mike Stelzner's live. And they weren't even in Facebook and it brought them in, which is something I've never heard of before. So that was pretty cool. Now let's go to the next uh, screen share within this little album here. I don't know why that one's not loading. Oh, there we go. So yeah, yeah, talk about this one. So then while you're alive, and by the way, this is a killer feature that we didn't even touch on yet. While you're live, you can then bring people in. You can have guests on your live in Facebook stories while you're live. So I was on yours. You were on mine. You then brought in uh, Owen uh, and as well as Damien. And it was just random. I'm like, you just, this is, there's a, there's a setup. It shows you your live viewers. And at the bottom of the screen, you're able to go through and tap on those people and invite them. If you don't already have an existing guest on your Yep. Live. And there's a very important distinction here. This this going live with a friend has been a feature that has been available to a limited number of people. But we've been able to confirm that everyone who has the ability to go live in stories also has the ability to invite their friends into the story. 
And that is really, really cool because people have told me, I got a notification that said Michael Stelzner and Owen Hemsath were live. So yes. both of those notifications, now I don't know if Owen got a notification, friends got a notification, but typically that's how it works. So with stories, you can go live with a friend and now you can begin to see some of the applications and stuff here. And then after the story is over with, you've got another screenshot there, right? Yes. So then once you're done, it, and, and this is almost an identical um, image to what Instagram stories, when it first rolled out, used to look like. It was a one and done. Like you were live, now you're not, and the content is inaccessible. Now, and, and, and you couldn't download it, and you couldn't share it to keep it into your Instagram stories. That is also the case here with one caveat. So in other words, if you go live in Facebook stories, it is not going to be in your stories afterwards like Instagram stories yeah, is. Yeah, if you hit done, it's gone. And by the yes. way, this is very important. If you want to look at the comments, you better look at those before you hit the done button. I learned that the hard way. Because when you go live, you have the option to go just to stories or just to your profile or both. If you do just to stories, it's never it's going to be gone. It's going to be completely right. gone. So Anyways, what else did you want to say about that? Uh, the, the other piece, though, is that if you send it to your to, – if, if at all before you start, you select post, that's the way that you can save it and go back to it later because it will live on as a live that is also on your timeline. So now, keep that in mind. Now, I'm excited about the possibility for when this – mirrors Instagram and there will be an ability to go live and have it not disappear because then it becomes the secret weapon, just like Instagram. When you go live on Instagram, that's how you break the the, the duration rule, right? You can normally only yes. do a 15 or 17 second video on Instagram stories, but it can be unlimited length if you go live. I'm hopeful that's going to happen here. I believe this is very important. I think that this live thing brings um, a really cool element to Facebook stories and I also think it's smart for marketers because it's you get the, the word live up there. Um, mm -hmm. It's, you know, depending on your personal profile, like if you're a broker and you're doing a live tour of a house, you know what I mean? Uh, the only problem is, of course, it's going to disappear if you don't also do it to a post. So I just think it's it's really quite cool. And we're very excited about this. We don't think it works anything but in vi vertical video because stories are designed to be vertical video. Yes. And the other thing to keep in mind is this is a great trick up their sleeve for Facebook to get people using Facebook stories more than they were. So let's go to the second part of this, which is there's yes. another live news items coming out of Instagram. So talk to us. What are we looking at here? And by the way, this has not yet been seen in the wild, I don't think, by anybody we know, has it? No. Okay. So I checked my personal profile as well as Jeff C, as well as the social media examiner Instagram account, which you can find at Instagram.com slash SM examiner. And none of us had it. But the way that you'll know that you have it and, and basically the news here is split screen video, that that ability to bring people in to a an I almost said Facebook live an Instagram live and in a much better uh scenario, a much better uh, implementation, if you will, because it will have the originator on the top and the guest on the bottom in even proportion instead of having it be picture in picture. The way that you find out if you have this is you go into Instagram Live and you go to, uh, or sorry, go into Instagram Stories, then swipe over to go live and go live. 
So go ahead, just get over your fear of that first off, <laughs> test it out, and down next to the comment bubble, you will see a uh, a dual um, smiley face emoji. Yeah, it's if, like two and, little and, circles with smiley faces yes. like overlapping each other. Yes, and if you have that and you tap that, it will bring up a secondary screen there over you where you will then be able to, from the people that are in your live, you'll be able to select from them and then hit add and it will add them to it. And then you'll be top and bottom video. Split screen, really. It's really split screen. It's like instead of it being like um, vertical video, they they literally slice the vertical video in the middle and one head's on the top and one head is on the bottom. And it actually looks like it even kind of zooms in on the head and crops it a little bit, which is really slick. Yeah. Yeah. It does do a little bit of that. And, and, and even if it doesn't like you can move your phone a little bit to get a better view. The thing that I think this is killer for is the fact that like we just talked about the shortcomings of Facebook stories live is Instagram stories live is already all of those things. It's you can go live, you can save it. You can download it when you're done. You can send it over to Instagram stories and keep it there for 24 hours. And now will you will be able to bring people in and have an ongoing, I mean, you could have a rotating panel of guests come in and talk to you and have it be there. Um, There was something else I was going to say, oh, they are testing this now with a limited number of people, but they have confirmed in their official post, Instagram said, this is rolling out for everyone in the coming months. Now notice they did not give a uh, location uh, minimal, like, you know, they didn't have location restrictions. So in other words, everyone is getting this in the few the next few months. That's pretty cool. I, I'm excited. Awesome. All right. Well, let's transition over to the next piece of news. And just as a reminder, this show is brought to you and made capable of because of social media marketing world. You definitely want to check it out by, by visiting SM. MW18, that stands for Social Media Marketing World, smmw18.com. Okay, so um, there's this thing called cloaking, which is, for those of you that are using the Facebook audience network, and if you don't know what that is, that is the uh, ability to run ads to third-party websites. And um, Facebook is combating this new thing called cloaking, which I didn't even know what it was until I wrapped my brain around this. So basically, um, the best way to describe this is that um, there are certain tools out there that uh, allow Facebook, allow someone to run an ad to Facebook. And, and, and when Facebook looks at the ad, it sends it to a nice innocuous website um, like uh, like a cooking website, you know, but the reality is when the users click on it, it goes to things like weight control, weight loss, pornography, and just stuff that's kind of not what it claims to be. And this cloaking technology is um, basically coming to an end, uh, is the moral of the story. Uh, if you have been involved with this, just know that they're stopping this. Okay, we're going to transition now over to some of the found in the wild news. Eric, over to you. All right. So uh, first up, Facebook is, uh, they haven't officially said this, but I discovered this. This is my wild. uh, That Facebook Marketplace is now on the web. It was originally only in the mobile app, but now you may find that you've got a little blue note, a blue notification and a marketplace tab on the left-hand side of your desktop Facebook application. And when you go into that, you will find that there's 
tons of things, most likely, for sale right around you, a la eBay and Craigslist. But uh, in my opinion, a little bit safer because you're dealing with actual profiles on Facebook. I think this is pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, for those of you that are trying to sell things out of your home or office, you know, and you think about the fact that a lot of people in their home or office are on a laptop or on a desktop, potentially on Facebook, you know, this has been kind of a missing piece to the proliferation of marketplace. If you can go back to the prior tab, you'll notice that it is very high profile. Uh, It is located at the very, very top just mm-hmm. under your personal profile, under newsfeed, and then under messenger. So if you haven't tried out Marketplace, either as a consumer or a seller, it's a pretty slick thing. All right, the next found in the wild is something that I discovered. And um, I don't know if any of you have ever seen this before. If you have, say, I have featured topics. Featured topics is something that I only recently discovered in Facebook. I don't follow this person, but Zig Ziglar showed up in my newsfeed and I was like, well, that's strange. I don't follow Zig Ziglar, but just above it was a little blue icon and it said featured topic colon self-improvement. Now I had the option to hide this. I didn't have the option to change this, but I've noticed every couple of days I'm seeing a couple pieces of content from Zig Ziglar under this quote unquote featured topic thing. So I don't really understand what this is, but I kind of faintly recall, Eric, that we discussed some months back that there were going to be these different topical categories and it might've been a discovery. Do you remember this? And there were going to be variations of different kinds of categories and that um, certain pages content would get listed into these categories. So this looks like the beginning of this ruling out I don't know if any has anybody seen this yet. Are you seeing any comments on this at all, Eric? Um, because I think that what's exciting about this from a page perspective is that if we can get our content somehow listed inside of a featured topic category, um, then that could be kind of cool. Because I think that yeah. Facebook has just determined that I'm into self improvement and it's decided it wanted to show me Zig Ziglar quotes. You know, <laughs> yeah. Some people are saying that they have this or that they are seeing this. Um, again, we don't have any way of knowing. Uh, how to get associated with that topic, but cool. maybe we'll get to some point here. Over to you, Eric. Uh, next up, so Pinterest was talking about, uh, they were rolling out the ability for uh, mobile video ads to be uh, to play automatically without sound and appear in people's feeds and search results and related pins. And they started to do this about a year ago, which is how we heard about it first. But now they have announced that those video ads that do those specific uh, functions are going to be available to all advertisers, not just some of them. It's, it's one of those things where it's, it's really, it's actually pretty cool for the fact that if you start searching for something and they have an optimized video ad like this set up that it's going to start auto playing and it also shows up in related pins or inside of people's feeds. So, so it looks like people are searching inside of Pinterest for something in particular. I can't read what they're it searching says. Searching for knee-high boots. Okay. And then those, you know, there's a bunch of pictures of women wearing them, but then there is a video ad there, and it's a Cheeto that looks like a boot, uh, which is pretty interesting. You'll have to go to the replay to watch this or listen. You know, go to our Saturday post to really see the video. Uh, but that, again, that's a Cheeto. Ad. It's actually a Cheeto ad. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, so, so the, well the, the moral of the story here is that you can be searching on Pinterest for something and uh, as a consumer, and then you as a marketer could 
you know, buy a video ad that shows up inside of mobile video search. And that's pretty exciting. I think that's the core to the news right there. Yeah. Okay. In the next news, Google is removing URLs from mobile search results. Now, um, according to the next web, Google's mobile search service on Android appears to no longer show the URL. So if you've ever done a Google search, normally you will see the title, uh, the URL. Do we have a before and after on this, Eric? I believe. Yeah, there we go. So, the, so yeah, so, so the before you'd actually see the URL. You'd see the URL, and then you would see the uh, title, and then you would see the description. But now you're no longer seeing the URL. So the problem with this, I think, from a user perspective, is you don't know what you're clicking on necessarily because, like, if it's from Entrepreneur or Social Media Examiner or some trusted publication, and they don't have the name in the description of the link. I don't know if that's going to help or hurt. The idea here is they're they're streamlining the look, but I think they're removing a little bit of the credibility of the uh, the search result as well. Because if it's a known credible source, that known credible source is essentially going to be removed from the mobile search result. Now, so far, um, this this has only been found on Android, and we don't know if this is actually something that's going to be rolling out across the board. Over to you, Eric. Twitter is testing a night mode on desktop. They already have this for iOS and for Android, but on desktop, it's still, you know, white and bright, but they are testing out night mode. And so night mode is going to allow you to have, uh, it still gives you contrast. You can still see things, but where it's white, it would now be darker. There's darker shades, darker hues, uh, darker, um, text as well. And so nine to five Google is a site that they have, they were able to get some screenshots of their own Twitter account. And it's actually pretty eye pleasing. Uh, there was a few other ones. There was a couple variations. So one has it, it's dark, pretty dark. It's, I wouldn't say black, but it's like dark black or dark, very dark. And then it's like a, a lighter shade of dark and then green accents for bold. The text is still white. Uh, another example is where the text or the bold text or headlines are uh, more of a reddish hue. Um, okay, Eric, we got to move along here. LinkedIn okay. is rolling out quick access features to Samsung Galaxy S8 and S8 devices. Simply said, it's um, using their uh, something called Hello, what is it, Bixby or something like that, or Boxby? Yeah, Bixby. Their, their integrated um, spoken artificial intelligence system, it will, it will let you know, hey, you're about to go to a meeting, and here's the profiles from LinkedIn on these people. So you can check them out before you go into the meeting, and of course, here's some news that you might be interested in. So Anchor has some exciting stuff. Eric, quickly tell us what's going on with yes. Anchor. So Anchor has uh, a lot, is basically added a feature where you can either record audio in the app on mobile, on iOS or Android, or upload audio, and it will transcribe the audio that you upload and then be able to make square, widescreen, or even story vertical video uh, versions where the text is actually showing up on the screen and highlights itself as it goes through and plays the audio along with that text. It's pretty cool. Awesome. And this next news item from Amazon is really awesome too. Tell us about this. Yeah, the next thing from Amazon, I, this is pretty cool. So the example that they give in the fact that they are seeking to leverage augmented reality for shopping, that's one of the biggest things is you buy something on Amazon, you can't try it on. Well, what they're showing here in their example is the fact that a person can 
select a certain watch and then hold their phone or device over their wrist and then see that device, that watch on their wrist and, you know, kind of turn and see how it looks and see if they like the way that that looks. I think this is amazing. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Like if you wanted to see how a hat's going to look on your hat or whatever, you know, I mean, you're going to be able to actually, it's almost like looking in the mirror when you're in the store, except it's not physically on you. I think this is really, really cool. Okay, um, we've got a bunch of other news, so I'm going to go ahead and take us to that news right now. The Facebook has also updated their click reporting and audience network uh, impressions and reporting. S- simply said, they've got this new thing called gross impressions, which is a new metric, because sometimes when you're running an ad, they'll still show some impressions, and they want to show you the gross impressions separate from the other impressions that they've been showing you. They also have a new category called auto refresh impressions. And this is a, um, sometimes when you're on the desktop and you see ads rotating, they'll show you how many people saw the right hand placements of those uh, ads, even though um, they might not have clicked on it. And they're also going to help reduce unintentional clicks on ads. Sometimes people on their mobile device accidentally click on something and they're going to be making sure that that is not charged to you. Uh, Google Plus is removing their share counts from their social buttons, much like Twitter has. Uh, They announced a couple of weeks ago that this is coming. It's beginning to roll out, and we don't have a good solution to it. But first it was Twitter. Now it's Google Plus. So these share counts will be going away. Um, Over to you, Eric. Facebook's rolling out a new anti-clickbait newsfeed algorithm. So if this sounds familiar, it's because a while ago they implemented something where if you clicked on an article and went to it and then came right back because it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, that would ding that publisher. Well, they're taking it a step further, and now they're looking specifically at that type of headline language like when she looked under her couch cushions, she saw, she saw this. I was shocked. Or he put garlic in his shoes before going to bed. And what happens next is so hard to believe. They are now going to be uh, testing for and searching out those types of headlines and language. So most, pe- most pages, if you're not doing this already, won't see a difference. Google has this brand new thing that they call Stamp. And Stamp is designed to stamp out Snapchat. Let's be just very honest, okay? So what what this is, my understanding of this is that Google has entered into negotiations with media companies, including Vox Media, The Washington Post, Time, CNN, and so on and so forth, um, to produce content that is kind of story-based content, video story-based content, uh, that is uh, going to somehow show up somewhere. <laughs> this is the part we don't totally have figured out. Um, but it sounds like it's going to possibly show up in search And this is going to be something that is going to be competitive to the Discover kind of content that you see inside of Snapchat. And, you know, you're starting to connect the dots. There's like all these major media companies that are partnering with all these different entities, Snapchat, Facebook, Google. They're all kind of rushing towards creating video content. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take these last two, Eric, for the sake of time. Uh, The Google uh, Groups, the Facebook Groups app is being discontinued effective September first. So if you have been using that app, unfortunately, it will no longer work. And then WordPress.com has opened their service to third-party themes and plugins for the first time. Only with their premium paid solution, you can now expand beyond the small selection of WordPress plugins that typically come with WordPress.com. And then, um, Eric, why don't you go ahead and take this last one? 
Sure. So uh, YouTube is testing playback speed controls for the Android app. So be able to play things up to two times faster or as slow as 0.25x than the original. Okay, folks. Well, a couple quick things. Number one, content, video content is the future. Do not overlook this. The signs are all there. All the major social networks are making multi-billion dollar bets on this. And this is something you really need to wrap your brain around as a business and as a marketer and as an individual. I think social media marketing world is going to be a great place for you to discover more about that. SMMW18.com. I just want to personally say thank you guys for joining us. This is a weekly show that is distributed pretty much everywhere. Uh, and you can also get it in podcast format. You can join us live every Friday at 10 o'clock. If you want to be part of the live show, visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And if you want to get the podcast, it's called Social Media Marketing Talk Show. And you can find that on anywhere that podcasts are published. And with that, we want to wish you guys a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us. We are out of time. We will catch you next week. Everybody have a great day. And, you know, just hold on tight because the world is changing. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.